Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome in, everybody, to Big Ten Football and Beyond. It is update Wednesday, May 20th, as we bring you the latest in college football. We've got a couple of things on the docket nationally we're going to get to. Another highly recruited USC quarterback finally finds a new home. Oregon with a big commitment. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the implementations that uh, – college programs are going to make as players come back to campus, assuming they do so, and how they're going to deal with some of those things. We're going to get to that as well as the latest uh, transfer news, recruiting news around uh, the Big Ten over this past week. Lots of information. It's been all across the country. It's the Big Ten's chance to break down what's going on as well as take a look at some players in the Big Ten uh, conference and the region um, that are coming back, some key players, as well as uh, we're going to look at some key guys at Nebraska. Key players this season, players who need to step up. Can Nebraska start to look along the lines of what Nebraska is supposed to look like? Is Frosty going to begin to get things turned around over there? We're going to get to all of that on today's Big Ten Football and Beyond uh, also, uh, before we do that, I want to remind you that we you can get more detailed information over on LandryFootball.com. The notebooks each and every day with all the latest information around the world of college football as well as um, pro football in the NFL notebook. we got our recruiting boards by position overall. We've got our draft boards, um, our short lists. We're different ways to look at it, follow the draft recruiting all year round, and certainly the roster breakdowns in college football, the roster breakdowns in the NFL. So we've got it all covered for you from a coaching and scouting perspective over at LandryFootball.com. So check it out today. Take advantage of the scouting season offer. And you need to take advantage of the great folks at 401k Generation because they are the experts in money management, investments, um, IRAs, 401Ks, they are experts in 401Ks, but they can help you get through your questions, your thoughts, your goals, 
that's who you need to reach out to. Get your financial check up today. They're licensed in all 50 states. You can reach them by phone or text at one 888 So give them a call today. Um, talking around some administrators, one of the things that they're discussing, and it's things that make sense, you know, some of it you think about, I don't think about, some of it uh, makes sense when you hear it, but one of the things that they're going to try to work through is when when things start up, <laughs> little things like they're not going to allow players to toss a football back and forth or high-five each other, um, touching. Uh, some are going to have controlled access or limited access to showers or how they're going to separate. That's going to be real interesting. Um, they're going to take precautions on stairwells so that you got one-way movement, um, a set for going up and another for going down, um, elevators with maximum o- occupancy, nutrition stations that only have packaged snacks, um, you know, no, uh, not going to share water bottles, individual hydration systems, uh, individual towels, lots of temperature tests at the front door, uh, mask, gloves for coaches. A lot of the precautions that, you know, we're, we're seeing being made in society, we're going to see. It's going to be a real interesting season. Um, we, uh, we don't know anymore and, and about, about the start of when players are going to be allowed to come in. Big 12 has met and discussed some of their options. The SEC looking like, I'm guessing Jan, uh, January, uh, June 15th. June 1st is still on the table, but June 15th looks a little bit more realistic. But we'll see. Maybe there's something in between. Um, but certainly we're getting closer and closer towards you know, the time where we need to figure some of these things out. Some national news around college football on um, on Tuesday. Oregon getting a verbal commitment from four-star tackle Jonah Miller. Of course, they have got uh, the best tackle in football in Panay Sewell. Uh, Miller is 6'8", 285. He chose, uh, he's committed to Oregon over USC, Texas, Washington, and Penn State. Penn, the Nittany Lions were in it. He's Tucson, Arizona native, strong physical tackle, um, obviously very high-cut guy. He is a top 300 overall prospect. And, again, four-star guy, uh, really impressive-looking uh, young talent. Um, remember Jack Sears? Uh, he was, um, along with J.T. Daniels, a uh, highly recruited guy at USC until Keaton, Sov- Keaton Slovis took over. And those guys moved on. J.T. Daniels has not announced where he's going to um, go. Jack Sears is going to transfer to Boise State. It looked like he was going to go to San Diego State for some time, all winter, in fact. Uh, it didn't happen, but the former four-star recruits are now going to go to Boise. Uh, it, um, You know, you've got an interesting move because you've got Hank Bachmeyer who's an outstanding young quarterback that's going into his sophomore year. So we'll see where it, um, where this plays out. And, um, but, you know, obviously was impressed with what they do there. Obviously a great program. But the situation's real interesting. I thought he had a better path there at San Diego State. But 
off to Boise he goes. By now you know it was last week that we found out that Tua Tungabaloa, Tolia Tungabaloa, Tua's brother, I'm trying to say, Tolia Tungabaloa, was leaving Alabama. That was not a surprise. Where he was going to go was always interesting. Thought maybe it might be in the Miami area. Maybe the family might move there, be near Tua. Maybe Tolia goes to a college in Miami. Uh, going into Maryland. Good get for Mike Lockson. Obviously recruited him, knows him, knows the family. So there's a comfort level there. So it makes sense in that regard. Um, considering how the family living environment is, that was the only thing that was a little bit surprising. But certainly a good get for the Terps. Um, the youngster's right-handed, not as talented as Tua, but still in his own right, a guy with a lot of ability. Um, former Ohio State redshirt sophomore wide receiver Jalen Gill, former Top 100 prospect, four-star himself, is transferred to Boston College um, with Halfley. So that it's a really good get for BC, a really talented guy. You know, he played in that Ohio State offense, didn't have a lot of production, but with all that talent, this guy's got a lot of ability, uh, and he didn't get a lot of playing time with all that talent there. Really good get for them. Former Maryland redshirt junior defensive end Bryce Brand is transferred to West Virginia as a graduate. Uh, he's undersized guy. He's 248, plays pretty well on his feet, physical guys, got good range. He's a depth guy, going to be a depth guy for the Mountaineers. Um, not a big loss for the Terps. Iowa uh, has a couple of guys uh, that's going into the transfer portal. Samson Evans, the South, redshirt sophomore running back, has entered the portal. Uh, was you remember him coming out, he was – Prospected both quarterback and running back. Uh, moved to running back, and he's yet to appear in the game for the Hawks. Six feet, 210 pounds. Going to need a waiver to play um, if he does indeed go forward with the transfer. Uh, redshirt sophomore offensive lineman Jeffrey Jenkins of the Hawks has also entered the portal. Was a three-star kid. Three years of eligibility remaining. Um uh, we'll see. 6'3", 266. Can play immediately if he goes to the FCS level. Uh, probably where he belongs. Uh, former Purdue redshirt junior cornerback Kenneth Majors transferred to Middle Tennessee uh, as a graduate. He's six feet, 195. Entered the portal back in May. Pretty good get for the Blue Raiders. He started 16 games over the last two years for the Barlers. Picked off three passes. Forced a couple of fumbles. Good playmaker on the ball. Uh, also redshirt sophomore defensive end Willie Lane has left Purdue and has entered the transfer portal with 6'3", 265, played in five games as a freshman, including the first three, but did not see the field in 2019. Former three-star recruit will need to sit out in 2020 unless he gets a waiver. Former Michigan redshirt sophomore punter George um, Carrington is transferred to Arkansas. Big kid, 6'2", 220 pounds. Didn't see the field at Ann Arbor. He's eligible to play immediately at Arkansas. Um, they've got three punters in at Arkansas. I'm not quite sure where he fits in there. 
It's an intriguing move uh, for him to go there. Maryland redshirt senior quarterback Terrell Pingram. You remember him. Uh, he's transferred to Western Kentucky as a graduate. He's 5'10", 209. He ended the portal back in February. Um, so it's nothing to do with the Tua coming in. Uh, if you remember him, um, you know, he's a talented guy, an athletic guy. He's a former four-star recruit, really struggled um, at Maryland, just couldn't protect the football, 10 interceptions. Um, but if you look at him at Western Kentucky, they lose Stephen Duncan. So there's um, – with Duncan going to Tarlington State. So there's an opportunity there. This kid's got – some dual threat capabilities, better with his legs than his arm. Former Cal Redshirt senior defensive tackle, Chiniti Yudoga has transferred to Illinois in the transfer U that is the Fighting Illini in Champaign. He's 6'4", 275, missed 11 games due to injury. Um, he's still possibility, good possibility he's going to get a six-year of eligibility. He played in 27 games for Cal before the injury, um, he's uh, going to add some depth. I think he can play. He'll be able to play immediately since he leaves uh, Cal with a degree. Uh, over at Cincinnati, redshirt junior wide receiver Trent Cloud has entered the portal. He's a good player. He's a three-star kid coming in the 17 class. If you remember, he's six feet. He's 190 pounds. Redshirt his first year. Um, he played pretty well. Caught about a dozen balls, 83 yards, and a touchdown in 18. And Played uh, a little bit in 19, um, a chance that uh, he can catch on somewhere else. Pretty good, pretty talented team that Cincinnati has coming back. Toledo gets a Kentucky transfer. Redshirt freshman defensive lineman uh, Calvin Butler, 6'3", 310, former three-star recruit in the 19 class. Um, got into one just one game. He's looking to. Uh, get a reboot in his career. He's going to need a waiver, or he's likely going to have to sit out of this year. He's a depth issue for Kentucky, but a guy that can certainly help Toledo when he becomes eligible. Um, Northern Illinois redshirt senior de- uh, defensive tackle Jack Heflin has entered the portal. Big kid, 6'4", 319. Uh, this guy can play now. He is uh, an all-MAC player, I thought. Um He's a physical guy that he can play in the rotation on early downs. I think he can help a team. Um, uh, they're also losing the tight end Mitchell Brinkman, the redshirt senior. Not not a whole lot there. Doesn't move all that well, and um, I don't think he's a big uh, a, a big catch for anybody. But certainly could play somewhere. In former Nebraska redshirt junior quarterback Noah Vidral, his transfer to Rutgers. Um, this marks the second transfer of Vidro's career. He began his career, of course, at Central Florida for transferring over to Nebraska with Scott Frost, and um, he's not been able to do much there. So he moves on to Rutgers, and he'll compete with Johnny Lanigan and Arthur Siskowski for starting work uh, when they get going there in Piscataway. Some recruiting news around the conference this past week. Four-star defensive back Jalen Davies has released his top four and in that top four is Ohio State, along with Oregon, USC, Arizona State. So, do the Buckeyes really have a chance? Um, he's obviously thinking Pac-12 heavy. He did take UCLA 
in Washington off his list. He took Alabama off his list and Texas off his list. So um, Ohio State's the, the outlier, the Santa Ana, California native. Uh, he wants to take a visit to all the programs. So we'll see where he ends up. He's the top 75 overall prospect in the 2021 class. It's been a dominant class, probably the best class in the country uh, is the Ohio State's class, and this certainly would make it that much stronger. Uh, by the way, the five-star Michigan commit quarterback, Jay May McCarthy, is transferring to IMG Academy, moving to Florida. So he's going to um, – Nothing's changed and still going to Michigan, but uh, he's making a high school move. Uh, also, uh, a note on uh, uncommitted four-star tight end, Maliki Maravale is going to announce his commitment on May 27th. He's one of the top tight ends in the class, and uh, Penn State is um, has made his final list along with Tennessee, Georgia, uh, Washington, Oregon, UCLA. So one Big Ten flavor with Penn State, Tennessee, Georgia from the SEC, and then three Pac-12 schools. Um, he's from um, Liberty High School in Henderson, Nevada, uh, and one of the top tight ends in the country. So really good-looking uh, group, of course. You can get uh, a look at who are the best players at each and every position in the country over at LandryFootball.com. We've got the breakdowns by conference, and he's a really good-looking player. Uh, it looks, you know, like I would say that Oregon would be the favorite for the young man. At least that's where he's been heavily leaning. But uh, he's still um, not officially announced. We'll see on the 27th. I expect it to be Oregon, though. Uh, uncommitted four-star tackle Garrett Dellinger released the top four lists. And Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State are three of the four on the list. The only outlier for the Clarkston, Michigan native Outside of the Big Ten is LSU, 6'6", 280. Um, good basketball background, good lower body athleticism. It's got to improve his strength. He's got the type of feet that you look for to be a really good tackle prospect, a top 80 prospect in the overall in the 2021 class, and absolutely one of the best offensive lineman prospects in the country. Um, uncommitted four-star athlete Denzel Burke. Uh, has got Ohio State on his final five lists, USC, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, or the others. So, again, a bunch of Pac-12 uh, schools. Kid um, who's good-looking talent. I think he's uh, can play receiver or corner. Um, he's six feet. He's 190. He can really move. It looks like uh, probably be uh, through the end of June before he makes his decision. Um, Michigan State. Uh, he's been a little bit quiet on recent commitments, but uh, Jordan Hubanks is a kid from Denton, Texas that I like a lot, a three-star outside backer that releases top six. Michigan State's making the cut, along with Arizona, Colorado, Pittsburgh, Florida State, and Arkansas. Um, they extended their offer to this young man in April, April, uh, latter part of April. Um, Ross Ells, the special teams coach and linebacker coaches, the chief recruiter on him. He's 6'2", 205 pounds. He really is a big-time playmaker. He's played safety. He is going to grow into a really good linebacker at the next level. He is a top, um, you know, 200-player uh, in the state of Texas, a three-star guy, maybe a little bit better than that. He's got uh, he's got some mobility. So um, Mel Tucker's doing a solid job. 
trying to make some inroads and maybe getting a different level player at Michigan State. So far, so good. Uh, got some intriguing guys, and they're trying to trying to kind of lay in the weeds and try to find their, their niche there in recruiting and trying to establish their way with the new staff. Um, some thoughts around the league, just some film room nuggets as I work through some film. Over at Wisconsin, um, Noah Burks, the redshirt senior linebacker, is a guy to look out for, and I've mentioned him a couple of times. The more and more I study him, the more I see him as a breakout guy that is going to step into, with Zach Bond and Chris Orr moving on, this guy is going to be the next good, you know, 6'2", 240-pound linebacker that can bend and play and rush the quarterback. Um, Remember the name Noah Burks, really, really good. We've talked about Rashad Bateman a lot. I'm going to talk, continue to talk about him. I think he's one of the more complete receivers in college football. And, yes, there's some elite guys, a couple at Alabama, one at LSU. And this guy deserves to be in that, that, uh, that group. He is elite, advanced route running ability, strong hands, uh, very good, and he's got next-level ability. Um, he was outstanding last year. He had 60 catches, 1,219 yards, 11 touchdowns. He's one of the more complete receivers, as I mentioned, in the country. Uh, over at Cincinnati, I keep touting them as a really good team to look out for. Redshirt junior James Hudson has taken on a leadership role for the Bearcats um, last year. Uh, was able to play in the bowl game. He's uh, locked in as a starting left tackle. He's a big-time winner. He's a leader. Um He's a guy that's, you know, he's 6'5", he's 3'10", and he's this this team has New Year's Six bowl capability. Uh, I'm curious to see what Ben Bryant, their quarterback, will do. He's got a chance to win that starting job. Um, Desmond Ritter's the favorite, I know, but that's going to be an interesting competition. Ritter's led them to a 21-4 record, so it's not going to be easy. Bryant's got big-time arm strength, and um, we'll see where this goes. And obviously not having a spring hurts Bryant's chances, but I'm curious to see how this may develop in the fall practice when we get going. I want to end up with a little Nebraska talk, and, you know, we've discussed kind of where Nebraska is and where they need to be. The talent level is not where it needs to be if they're going to be at a big-time level. Um, but you know, we'll see baby steps. And I think one thing is, can they get more consistency out of this team, out of this program, to where you can see them being um, formidable? To Nebraska's got a brand that, and I've used this analogy, you consider Nebraska as one of the elite brands of college football kind of their old Big 8 days, and, and, and that's true, no doubt. But I think in modern day, and particularly in their Big 10 era, what I would like for them to be, at least, to model is a little bit more like Wisconsin or Iowa. Be disciplined, be tough, be physical. Um, again, the discipline part, not making mistakes. Nebraska hasn't been that. Um If they could adopt that on the field, they have the ability and the cachet and the facilities 
to maybe take the recruiting up a notch to where they can be where Wisconsin has been. You know, a team that's really good, like, you know, challenging in the top ten. Well, Nebraska could be that in more. Can they get there? Can Frosty get them there? That's what we're all wondering. Well, let's just talk about this year. There's some guys they identify that I, I think need to step up this year. If they're going to start to make some progress on being taken the next level. Um, Luke McCaffrey's a guy that could play in a number of different positions. Now, Adrian Martinez hasn't played an entire season. He's had injuries. So Luke's got to be ready to maybe take over this team perhaps or be someone that can uh, provide some versatility, contribute in some other ways to help this team because I think he's a playmaker. A couple of running backs, Dedrick Mills and Sevion Morrison. Dedrick Mills was hot towards the end of 19, uh, looks to continue to build on that momentum. Um, they face Bob Diaco, who was obviously at Nebraska's defense quarter and now with Purdue. Um, he had his most productive game last year grading him against Wisconsin. And and Wisconsin's known for physical, unyielding defense. Mills averaged more than eleven yards per carry. He finished with seven hundred forty five yards in nineteen. And he showed good power, good balance, contact balance. He's got to really step it up and in in order to be a disciplined team and to protect the football, you gotta be able to win a little bit more in the trenches. You gotta be able to run the football. Sevian Morrison, um, while Mills is the bell call back, uh, he can't do it every carry. And you got to have the right mix in the running back room. And Morrison, um, he's got the change-up ability to Mills' powerful style. Mills walks the line between a power back and a speech, but Morrison can really burn you. I mean, he's got really, really good speed. Um, so I'm curious to see what he can do. Uh, and this opens up the passing game. Now, speaking of that, passing game, the tight end, Travis uh, Vokalek. And <clears throat> he started his career at Rutgers. He provides an alternative to Jack Stahl, who hasn't really done a great job in his time at Nebraska. Um the offense functions best with a, with a tight end that's effective. Stall might get the initial nod, but uh, Vokalek has got similar size. He's 6'6", 250, uh, which is, you know, Stoll is 6'4", 260. Um, and, and so he can play the physical style. And um, I, I th- I'm curious to see what he can bring potentially to this offense uh, a little bit more. And then on the offensive line, Bryce uh, Benhart, Offensive tackles, probably the new starting right tackle. He has the tools necessary to be real effective, maybe not dominant. Uh, can also um, eventually be groomed to take over for left tackle Brendan James following departure following the season. Don't be surprised if Nebraska sees an uptick in protection uh, with Ben Hart. I think he's got some real ability. Uh, they can move um, Farniok to guard, and this is um, – 
this gives them a little bit more punch there. On the defensive side, Damian Daniels on the defensive line. Ty Robinson on the defensive line. Daniels is a year removed from backing up Darian Dud, um, <clears throat> his brother. Uh, Damon is um, going to anchor in the middle. Um, he handles and works and fights through double teams very well. Um, you know, he can really give good matchups for the edge rushers and the linebackers to come in. I, you know, at 6'3", 340, this guy's going to be really pivotal to their play up front. Ty Robinson is, you know, he was the crown jewel of the 19 recruiting class for Scott Frost, and he's the special edge rusher that can make a difference. He has a 6'6", 315. Um, he can line up against anybody that they play anywhere, anytime, and be a big-time playmaker. Um, so Eric Shander um, can move him around and match him up effectively. That's going to be the key. Um, at linebacker, I'm looking at Garrett Nelson and Ativa Mulga Clements. Garrett Nelson uh, is a sophomore from Scotts Bluff, Arkansas, uh, um, Nebraska. One of the more physical players. Uh, they've got with him and JoJo Doman some really physical linebackers. Um, this is it's going to be, um, you know, he's 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 going to be a really good player and a difference maker with next level ability. Um, so look out for him. Great range, great physicality. And then um, Mogul Clements, he's an inside backer. Um, Colin Miller's obviously coming back. Will Hannes and Luke Reimer certainly are both big factors. But Clements, Mogul Clements has the size that can really take this defense to another level. Um, he's just got a lot of natural ability. So I'm curious to see what he can do if he can step up and have an impact. And then in the secondary, Miles Farmer, the safety. He's really good athleticism, like his presence on the field. Markel's the smooth. Deontay Williams are healthy and doing a good job uh, getting things done. Uh, the secondary's got the most experience across the, def uh, the defensive. Um, you know, they're the most experienced level of the defense. Um, but we'll see how I think uh, certainly what uh, um, Shander does, taking this versatile secondary, see how they match up against Purdue. That's going to be quite a challenge early on. All right, we're going to we'll keep you up to date on everything Big Ten, uh, of course, over at LandryFootball.com. Remember, we kind of recap the week, but we've got the news and notes in our notebook each and every day. So you want the latest on recruiting, what's going on, you don't have to wait. You can check it out each and every day at LandryFootball.com, which is why you want to join up, become a member today, the scouting season offer. That's for an entire calendar year, folks. So that's going to get you all the roster breakdowns of all the college teams all the NFL draft information analysis going into the season, all the recruiting boards along with the draft board. So you can get personnel from one end to the other on the college game. You get all the breakdowns of the NFL game as well, uh, the updates on free agency, the news and notes in our notebooks every day on college and the NFL. 
nonstop uh, football, um, seven days a week, uh, we got it for you. So take advantage of it during the season. We're breaking down all the games. Uh, it's a great time to get involved and get to know the rosters in these teams better than you ever have before. So take advantage of the scouting season offer over at LandryFootball.com today. Less than $5 a month. You can't beat that. You can try it out for a month to three months as well. You'll absolutely love it. And you'll absolutely love the folks at 401k Generation. They bring you this podcast each and every day. Uh, And they are the experts in financial planning, money management, 401ks, IRAs, whatever your needs are. They can help you determine those needs, protect your financial portfolio in these difficult times, and get you on track to meet your financial goals. They're licensed in all 50 states. So regardless of where you're hearing this podcast, they can help you. So check them out today. Uh, And uh, remember uh, to join us. Uh, each and every weekday for some talk of college football. Tomorrow it's going to be Big 12 football and beyond. Friday, Pac-12 football and beyond. Again, we'll talk anything that's going on nationally. We'll certainly recap the week that was in those conferences on their days, as well as uh, rest of the country uh, within the region. Um, But again, talk nationally at the top where appropriate. Also, you can catch our pro football podcast each and every day. So flip on over and listen to us there. Appreciate you joining us. Be safe out there. And we'll talk to you tomorrow, everybody. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.